Yeah. But I, I only want those things that want me and people who want me. So you can't ghost me. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Because ghosting is chasing, right? Ghosting happens. I think we say ghosting happens when you're chasing something. That's usually the typical time where ghosting happens, where you want something so badly that person doesn't want you, that thing doesn't want you. And so now you feel ghosted by that situation because you were chasing something that maybe it just wasn't for you. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika, and I am an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Because we had a great conversation about ghosting. Um, I have a lot of girls in my DMs and they're always asking about how do you deal with ghosting? And you and I are on the same wavelength with this topic. And so I would love to hear from you. How do you deal with men ghosting you? How do you deal with ghosting? How do you feel about ghosting? Yes, I feel like at this point in my life, like I don't think I can be ghosted because I only want the things that want me. I only want situations, places, and people who want me. And so you can't ghost me because if there's a space where 
you know, maybe I am attracted to you and maybe I do want you and things like that. But if the energy that you're giving me is not there and you're pulling your energy back, then I no longer want you. And so it's one of those things where you can't ghost me because if I only want the things that want me, if you no longer want me, then, you know, it's one of those goodbyes. <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is great. Thank you for the experience. Goodbye. Yeah. But I, I only want those things that want me and people who want me. So you can't ghost me. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Because ghosting is chasing, right? Ghosting happens. I think we say ghosting happens when you're chasing something. That's usually the typical time where ghosting happens, where you want something so badly that person doesn't want you, that thing doesn't want you. And so now you feel ghosted by that situation because you were chasing something that maybe just wasn't for you. Yeah. And I, I just, I think ghosting is more about our ego, which is, and that's why we get so offended because how dare he not want me? <laughs> the nerve, the audacity. <laughs> like women don't deal with rejection well because we don't, we don't experience rejection. Men experience rejection from like second grade, <laughs> sending the note, circle yes or no, <laughs> you know, they start chasing early. And so they deal with rejection early. We don't start into our twenties, sometimes thirties. And so the thought of a person not wanting you. That's an ego. It's all about your ego. And so you got to have your ego in check. A hundred percent. That ego and just, it, it, and it is unfortunate because I do think one of the church, uh, one of the things that the church also did not do well, especially back in the day, I do see changes and shifts with people like uh, Pastor Darius Daniels. And um, I would say Stephen Furtick and kind of, moving in the more teaching preaching. Um, but anyway, one of the things they did not teach well is the scripture that says he who finds a wife. So we think we're just supposed to sit here and not go to Trader Joe's and not be out and about. Um, and, and also in, if you want a husband, you have to also be, in my opinion, the pursuit of it. Now I'm not saying we chase men. No, but could you at least place yourself at the feet of Boaz just like Ruth did, Naomi told her, go get dressed, put on your lipstick and go sit at his feet. Like mm -hmm. we still have to present. Um, and oh gosh, what's his name? He has a podcast too. And he says that women should present and then men pursue, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in this world of we're in 2022 now. I've heard from a lot of my male friends and my cousins that they are afraid to approach us because they have no idea. Like, is she going to think that I'm being rude or am I coming on too strong and a lot of things with the me too like they don't know what they're allowed to say so I <laughs> am like you and I wave and wink and whatever especially when I'm at the airport and I'm traveling and I'm out and about in new cities I love to do that to let them know like I, let your guard down sweetie I don't have my guard up you you are allowed to to approach me so Okay. The next thing, let me see, because I'm looking at all of my notes. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> Let's talk about Russell and Sierra real quick. Only because of the commentary that has been out there, honestly, since they got together, but somehow it resurged, you know, over the last um, couple of weeks here about how Russell is corny, right? Mm -hmm. And Sierra only got with him because of his money. Tell me your thoughts on that. You know, I think she met him at the right time. I think she is just one of those situations where she met him at the right time. I don't think it necessarily had anything to do with money. And that's the reason why she got with him. I also don't think that that whole 
dialogue about suffering before you meet the good guy. I don't think that also, I don't think that needs to happen either with the things that she went with from her past relationships. I just feel like he came into her life at the right time. I think at any other point in her life, she might have walked past him. I don't think it had anything to do with him being corny and lame and all the things that he gets called. I just think they met at the right time. There was this picture that somebody posted on Instagram today of this guy, super attractive. I click his page. He's doing this dance and stuff. He's into like anime and video games and all this stuff. But the craziest thing is when this one person posted the video, all these comments of people saying like, oh my gosh, you have beautiful skin, beautiful smell, all these things, right? But when you really look at who that man is and all this other stuff, would you still want him if you were aware of all these other things about his personality? And so I just think it's one of those things where the man who Russell was at the time of the woman that Sierra was, it was just perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, there's a lot of truth that is not being um, put out there, right? Because yes, a lot of women want to say, no, I would be with Russell. I would be with Russell. But really, truly, do you, look at your track record and what you have allowed and dated, right? So mm -hmm. obviously we're using future and Russell right now, but this is, you can apply this to your own personal life, but you're right. I wish that we could learn a lot faster what is suitable for us so you didn't have to go through because it's a classic case of we pick the bad boys and then we get with the good guy right yep. and i do think it's unfair for men to be like well if you know if he didn't have money she, she wouldn't be with him or what have you they're on a whole different level that we don't even have to think about but what i will say i think it's unfair to think that women like our taste doesn't change. Like we have to have the same, like I'm only attracted to this uh, type. There we go. I'm only attracted to this type. And then I can no longer ever be attracted to somebody like Russell Wilson. When you grow and you change and you figure out who you are and you know what type of relationship you want, like you and I have been saying, we're super intentional with what we want. We know what we want. Yes, of course your taste is going to change. And I saw um, a video of somebody asking, Russell, you know, how did you, you know, basically get Sierra? And he was like, I, uh, he basically went on to say that he told her that I am going to be extremely intentional. I'm intentional with you and that is not going anywhere. And I feel like at this big age that we are, that's what we want. It's just mm -hmm. intention, bro. Like yeah. if you want to be with me, you're going to have to come with intention because I do. Exactly. And yeah. And unfortunately, uh, like you said, a lot of women think that there are no good men out here. A lot of men think there are no good women out here. And, and, and I think that has to do with a lot of who we are allowing to move our culture, especially when it comes to relationships. I don't want to name no names because I hate mentioning him on my podcast. <laughs> you don't get but, a free promo over here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Him and like the whole, like, red pill society and all of that like we like you said get off your phone and go out and meet real human beings yeah and stop listening to these people who are trying to tell you what a high value man is and all of that so agreed yeah yeah agree for sure mm -hmm. okay so now let's get into the moment your friend asked you that what do you want lucretia what were the things that you did to pull that out of yourself, right? We call it doing the work. Mm -hmm. What are tangible things that you did to do the work 
to transform your mind, essentially? I prayed a lot. I prayed, um, meditated, prayer, meditation, journaling, um, lots of walks, just spending that time with myself by myself. Um, so spending solo time doing the things that I enjoy kind of just feeding into myself a lot more. And so in those moments of pause, moments of stillness, asking myself those questions, like, what do you want? What does that look like? What does your ideal relationship look like? What does your ideal life look like? Um, those things. And then writing it down. I'm big on writing things down um, so that you can go back. And once it happens, you can see that this is exactly what you asked for. Um, so all of those things led me to what exactly I wanted. And also, you know what I also did? Once I realized what I wanted, the type of relationship I wanted and things like that, I sought out relationships that looked like that. So not in a relationship goals way, because I hate that, but more in a, I see you have a healthy relationship. What did you do? How did you guys meet? What were those moments where you questioned if that person was for you? So I started asking people those questions hanging out with people in healthy relationships. Um, you know, surrounding yourself with the things that you want is so important. Being around people that have the things that you want and just sitting at their feet and asking questions. Take an inventory. I love mm -hmm. that, you know, of the people who, I always say this too, it is I never take advice or quote unquote relationship goals from people, number one, that I don't know. And then mm -hmm. also who aren't living the actual life that I want to live. Exactly. Because we're not on the same path and everybody has a different path and everybody's allowed to choose what they think is best for them. But what I want, I am only going to seek advice and counsel through those people. The Bible yeah. talks about having wise counsel. Yep. So it would be wise of me <laughs> to ask the people that I see doing the thing that I want to do. And we, I just, we don't do that enough. We're just mm -hmm. watching Jay-Z and Beyonce or again, the Red Pill Society and taking in what they say relationships should be like. Yeah, and it's not real. It's, it, yeah. it doesn't feel real, Yeah, you know? And then I feel like when you're listening to those type of people, it does, that's where the hopelessness comes from and the yeah. feeling of it's not attainable. Yeah. And because it, what they're offering you isn't attainable. <laughs> like yeah. it's set up against you. I feel like the way they offer it and put it out there, like it feels like it's against you. Yeah. So really asking people who are actually out here doing those things and talking to them and just asking the questions yeah. that made it feel attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was something I was going to ask you that you said. Hold on. Give me a minute. Um, oh, yep. There it is. So now that you've done this work. Mm -hmm. And we, you know what Lucretia wants now. Do you feel like you're solid in that? You know what you want? I feel okay. like solid, but at the yeah. same time, nothing in my life, I feel like nothing's ever truly solid. Like it's right, solid, right. but I'm open to a wave. Yeah. If a wave comes, then I'm flowing. Yeah. Like yeah. God's yeah. going to decide what God want to do. So. Exactly, exactly. And so my follow-up question for that was, how are you going to continue? Because sometimes I think we can do this, right? And say, I want this. And I think a lot of women are good at saying the type of man that they want. I think we're great. But then we fumble our boundaries mm -hmm. and we settle. Right. Because, again, you, you think it's not attainable. So how do you feel like how do you feel like you are going to keep sharpening that iron, if you will? Does that make sense yeah. to stay on the path of getting what you actually want? Yeah. So even with you saying iron, like iron sharpens iron. Right. Yeah. And so who's holding you accountable? Yeah. 
either you got to hold yourself accountable. And so you, I journal it down. So I'm going to be really honest with you. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Rika. So. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be honest. So I wrote down exactly what I wanted. Um, and I wrote it down, right? I wrote these qualities down and all these different things and aspects down, right? I review it. You know, it's not one of those things that you write it down and then you tuck it away and you never see it. I review it. And so even sometimes when I'm in those modes, I'm like, is this person right for me? Is this, you know, when you start getting that tinkering, your intuition, women have the tendency to ignore our intuition. Our intuition is a gift. We have, that is like a gift, okay? You have to trust that thing. And when you ignore it and when you don't follow through on it, you lose it. The more that you trust your intuition, it gets stronger and stronger. And so when my intuition starts telling me like, oh, no, girl, this ain't what you had said. You know, I pull out my book and I look at my book and I say, is this person this? Do they do this? Is it this? And once I see that, it's a clear no. So at that point, I have this staring in my face. So either I'm going to hold myself accountable to what I said I wanted or I'm going to fumble my boundaries like you have a choice. And then also just communicating to friends. This is what I want. These are some things that I'm looking for, you know. And so then they hold me accountable. Well, Lucretia, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. This is not looking like what you said you wanted. And so having those things in place, like those checkpoints in place, those are really helpful for me. That is so good that you say you review it. Girl, do you... <laughs> I'm sure nobody does this. Maybe I'm the weirdo. But after like, uh, uh, I, do we still call it talking when you're getting to know a guy or whatever? I date or we in a relationship. Right. I talking stage is. Have you yeah. seen that chart, Rika? It stresses no. me out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Where talking, it's like, it's so many like levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all these things. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for me, I'm like, if we, if we, getting to, the, to know each other phase I get it we have to you know it's the you know um it, not, not really what's your favorite color because I don't ask that anymore I have deeper <laughs> questions but if after two months we have not moved past that then I'm done but when that does happen and when I am having those moments of well okay maybe if he changes this I journal all of that and then when it ends I go back and review that just so I can Ooh. see like my track record and I wanted to see how quick I was getting at cutting people off. I want, like, I have a timeline of like, mm -hmm. oh, that was only six weeks. Okay, cool. Like, good job. Instead of, because I remember you said this, like, you used to overstay your welcome. Woo, overstay. <laughs> Girl, get your bag and go. <laughs> the best. I say so many, overstay oh, oh, so many welcomes. <laughs> so many, so many. If he just does this, or this isn't this bad, or I would get another person to compliment and kind of like make up for the things that this person wasn't doing. So then it didn't bother me because you're not doing it, but this guy's doing it. So, this is great. I'm getting what I want. Uh, yeah. Too many yeah. overstated welcomes. And so I love that you do that with journaling and seeing how fast. And that's a checkpoint for me, too. I realize mm -hmm. now I'm like, I cut that off in a month. Oh, girl, that's great. You saw that. Whoa. Good for you. Like, I love this me. <laughs> like, I love it. I and love like, how quick I'm like leaving yeah. situations now. Because the back and forth is, oh, well, I hate that so much. Like, I just feel like God is not a God of confusion. Yes. So I just have a rule for me. If I'm confused, I bounce. Yeah. He's not suitable for me. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's okay. 
especially because it's it becomes easier once you do the work and you no longer have this fear that a lot of women have of dying alone right mm-hmm. i don't i for i don't even know what that means first of all if my parents have been married for over 40 years they're gonna die separate I, I, maybe that's alone i don't know but i just and i'm working on my 401k and my roth ira so i can make sure i have whatever i need by the time i do get to 75 and if i have ailments and all that like i, I get that like you don't want to be alone in that process but anyway when you don't have this fear of oh my gosh, if I speak up for myself, he's going to walk away. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm afraid of dying alone. Oh my gosh, I'm 42. I'm single and I got to go to this 4th of July barbecue and all my aunties are going to ask me where your man at. Once you can get rid of that fear, and I will say this, it's not like it it goes away. For me, it's still kind of fleeting sometimes, but I have the audacity again to believe that I want and I'm so strong now in what I want, my iron is sharpened, then I just push past the fear. What's that that meme talking about do it afraid? Yeah, do, do it, it anyway. Do it afraid, do it anyway. Yeah. And and so when you are, I, I just want and I encourage women to do the work. That personal development piece is so important. And honestly, it's like this personal development has helped me in my career and helped me in other areas of my life. Yeah, the focus was I need to transform the way I think about myself as a single woman, but it has helped so many other layers of my life. And when you get to that point and you know exactly what you want, you're able to say yes, no, um, that's, I'm not, you know what, that's not suitable for me. You know what, I really don't have the capacity for that right now. Like that's my favorite sentence. Mm -hmm. I don't have the capacity for this right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um okay so is there anything let me let me look at my notes um that we missed I know I had a question and I wish I would have written it down is oh this is what she said and this will let this so this is the last question I'll ask and then we'll wrap it up when you are having those moments and Lucretia maybe it's fleeting for you but we do crave intimacy as humans, right? The physical mm-hmm. touch and all of that. How are you, put, does that still happen for you? And how are you pushing past that to not lean into the flesh? Like, how do you handle those nights when you're like, dang, if I just, I just, if he was here, if he would just come and he would just, and you know, cause men are sexy and men are fine. And men are men, fine. Especially <laughs> black men. Lord have mercy, yeah, Lord Jesus. Lord, did you see Lorraine's tape this week? <laughs> Listen, I did not, but maybe you need to send me a video. <laughs> I just be like, God, <laughs> like, you know, Lord. I love black men. I do. And they are beautiful. Um, how do you handle that piece of not inviting him over and let him stay too late? Hmm. That's a hard one. I yeah. I just haven't been in that space for so long. Good, good. Honestly. Good. Um Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. I just feel like I've not, I try not to put myself in those positions. There we go. Um with the things that I know are not meant to serve me, right? Yeah. With those people who I feel like I know it's a no and I know there's nothing more that you can give me than that. Why am I allowing you back into my space? So with those particular people, I just try not to allow them back into my space at all. They don't have access to me even. They don't have access to me. And so, I mean, with new people that I'm dating, I mean, I move a little differently, but I feel like your, your question, are you asking like about past situations with allowing those people back in? No, no, no. I mean, like now, do you ever have those moments of like, dang, this is 
you know, because this single life, it, I, I don't ever want to lie, at least for me, and this may not be for you, but I don't ever want to lie and say, oh, I never feel lonely. Oh, I never wish I had a dude laying next to me. Oh, I never did. I do. I just know that where that lane and those choices have gotten me before. So I just don't do it now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be, you know, we all know the definition of insanity, right? So I just know now, like, yeah, he fine. You know, yeah, he calling me. Yeah, whatever. But he can't come over after nine. And actually, now that we're quicker of like knowing he's not suitable, it's really just that it makes it easier. So that's what I was asking. Like now that you've done the work, do you ever still have those moments of loneliness? And then how do you handle it? I feel like I may not. I don't think I've had one of those situations yet. I, I just don't feel like I've had one of those situations. I don't know. I haven't felt lonely in quite some time. And and I and I, I know it. exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I, I remember that feeling. Yeah. I just haven't felt it in a, a while. That don't mean it ain't gonna come back around. <laughs> right, right. Because everything I haven't flows. felt it in a while. And yeah. so I'm trying to think like what have I been doing differently that I haven't been feeling that feeling. Um gosh, I spend a lot of time with myself. I spend yeah. a lot of time doing things that I love. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you do sometimes have those moments um of craving like intimacy with someone. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, at what layer and in what intensity do you need to be intimate? Like, yeah. can you just go on a date? Like, is yeah. that enough? Like, that sometimes fills my cup. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be like fully, like what intimacy is to you? I think yeah. that's a question too. Like, at what level? Does it have to be physical intimacy? Right. No, and I think that is a good question because I do think that when we hear the word intimacy, we think sex. We just automatically go to sex and it, that's mm -hmm. not it. <laughs> I think yeah. once you do the work, you realize like it's way deeper than that. Yeah. And I need I need an emotional connection um, before I would ever do a physical physical connection again. Because I think I told you on your podcast, like I'm in June, it'll be three and a half years abstinence. So yay me. Um, but because I know like if I do this it, it, a week from now, I'm going to like be so mad at myself for faltering. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. I think part of the work also is understanding what intimacy is for you because it's not the sex that we're really seeking. It's not that it's that yeah. connection. And how do we get that? Yeah. So. All right. Is there anything that we miss? Anything that I forgot to ask you anything that we talked about off air that we need to mention here before we close out? I don't think I feel like you hit them all. Yeah, I, did. I feel like you hit them all. <laughs> knows, girl. We okay. So, all right, girl. Well, I appreciate you so much um, for being on the podcast. I will put a link to um, the girl behind the hustle in my podcast notes and also your Instagram for them to reach out to you. Is that okay? If they want to, if they want to follow you, um, just to have another woman in their circle who's living this single life. Well, I want to say correctly, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, I'll put all of that in the link. Okay, in, thank in the you so much. So. This has been great. Yes. Thanks thank for having me on your platform. So you know that you keep letting men into your space. You keep letting men have access to you that are not for you. At least look at your track record. And I know right now you're at the point where like something has to change. And I know you don't want to have that hopelessness and you don't want to have that bitterness. So in order for that spirit not to seep into your heart, you got work to do. You knew I was going to say that, okay? 
you have a lot of unlearning to do to relearn but then you also have a lot of learning to do about yourself right so you know that you've been in this cycle of dysfunction with men i love the way that my client um i met with her last week what she said single you academy was doing for her she said rika you have brought me to the why and now i'm breaking that down and she said that okay so now it's about do i let men in um, that fumble, you know, mishandle me and, and do I fumble my boundaries because of one of two things? And she brought up, is it because I just make bad choices or is it because of a trauma response? Either or for her, right? And she's going through Single You Academy to figure that out because once you know, knowing is half the battle. You know that and then you can stop it, nip it in the bud, right? And so here's another one of the things that we talked about because I just said, you know, her why, one of her whys that she's trying to figure out, is it one or two? Do I just make bad choices? Sit with that. Because I know, I know it's hard to admit that you have made bad choices. You have to come to the conclusion that, whoa, it wasn't that he, you know, mishandled me. I allowed it. I did look at my track record. That's why I always ask you to ask yourself, what do my behaviors with men show me about me, right? So now it's about, okay, figuring out the why and then figuring out how to rewire yourself so you do not execute from that why anymore so that your behavior does not come from quote unquote bad choices so that your behavior doesn't come um, from a trauma response. Can you see yourself, sis? Have you looked in the mirror? And I understand the platter of like doing the work that is out there about, okay, do you do therapy? Do you do coaching? Um, do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you do, do you do, do you do? Let me just say this. It's not a one size fits all, but you got to figure out if you are at the crossroads now where you know that you need guidance because you don't really know where to start or what you have tried, therapy, journaling, advice from friends, isn't working. What have you tried that isn't working? And so again, I know you don't wanna be bitter. You don't wanna have hopelessness. You don't wanna be like, all oh, men, all oh, men, all oh, men, all oh, men. You actually do wanna do the work. You just don't know where to start. So that's where I come in. It's time for you to unlearn bad Christian dating theology it's time for you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is time for you to start living a successful single life. And that shows up in your life. This is how you know if you're a successful single woman. <laughs> because you'll know how to stop the cycle of self-betrayal quick. Just like Lucretia and I talked about in this um, part two of the conversation I had with her. We're so quick now to be like, nope, not suitable, done. I want you to be able to be there. But in order to be that woman where you're like, yo, I love this me. She's dope. I know how to set and keep a boundary. I know how to stop fumbling my boundaries. You're going to love her. You, but the you today has to do the work so you can become her. Two months from now, at the end of 2022, I want you to be proud of yourself because you made the choice to intentionally do the work.
All right. Single You Academy is open right now. So I want you to gather all, I want you to do your research, gather all the information you need to gather to see what Single You Academy is about. And you can do that, singleyouacademy.com. And it's Y-O-U. The link is also in the show notes, okay? Read up on all the information. You can email me, Instagram me, uh, send me a voice note, type it, whatever, and ask all the questions you need to ask. You can also, if you don't know what to ask, (laughs) send me the word boundaries, and I will know exactly what you're talking about. Then we will have the conversation and decide if you and me are a great fit as coach, myself, and you, the client. I got you if you got you, and I want you to literally learn how to tangibly show up for yourself by setting boundaries. Because girl, that fumbling, it ain't doing you too, too, too well, is it? Okay. All right. So the new cohort cohort of Single You Academy um, will be starting, I believe I had it down for June 5th, right? That's when the doors close. All the paperwork will be done. Um, and then we'll set our dates for our first meeting. Okay. So um, yeah, with that, all of the information you need to get a hold of me and to find out information about Single You Academy is in the show notes. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. (laughs) Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it, or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies. Sorry, not sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.